What is going on, Pardon My Pancreas listeners? We've got a fun partnership episode for you today. Uh, a nonprofit organization called Wounds Canada reached out to me and said, Matt, we want to help bring awareness to diabetic foot ulcers, limb amputations, and diabetic complications overall. You want to do this? And I said, you know what? Let's go for it. So I'm going to share a bit of my story, a bit of my fears surrounding complications, amputations, and blindness, and get into some sweet statistics on how you can avoid this in your own life. So without further ado, let's get into our theme song. I've spent the last 10 years pushing the limits while identifying trends and patterns in my type 1 diabetes management. Follow along as I learn, apply, and share the fitness, nutrition, and lifestyle strategies that I've learned from diabetes experts around the world. The real question is, how can we live fearlessly with diabetes while maintaining stable blood sugars? This podcast is here to give you the answer. My name is Matt Vandevecht, head coach and co-founder of FTF Warrior, and welcome to Part of My Pancreas. What is going on, warriors? I'm glad to have you on here have a chat. Uh, today I have an interesting topic for you guys, DFUs. Now, if you don't know what that stands for, don't feel bad. I didn't know either. Uh, I actually had to ask. You see, there's an organization in Canada called Wounds Canada that approached me and asked me to uh, partner with them to bring more awareness to DFUs. And when they first brought it up, I had to ask, what is a DFU? And they told me, diabetic foot ulcer. And I was like, oh, okay. That, that makes sense, actually. And I, I'm sure now you're wondering, Matt, have you had or do you have a diabetic foot ulcer? Well, you're going to have to stick around to find out. Now, back in the day, way back in the day, but yeah, over 10 years ago, okay, uh, I was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes, right? It was December 23rd, 2009. I remember that night very specifically, and I definitely remember the following days as it led into Christmas and uh, all of the difficulties surrounding the holidays as a type 1 diabetic, especially newly diagnosed. And you see, in the beginning, I didn't want people to know that I had type 1 diabetes. Honestly, I was embarrassed. Uh, I had a hard time coming to acknowledge this is what my life is going to be like. And also, my doctor who diagnosed me at the time, not a great, uh, he didn't do a great job of explaining it to me. <laughs> Let's just say he's a little rough around the edges and misinformed at the same time. Uh, he did not give me the correct types of insulin they sent me home with. He essentially told me I could never eat carbs again in my life. And he finished it all off with the cherry on top, hypothetically, of course, that I would develop diabetic complications. There was no, you may, if you don't take care of yourself. He said, you will develop diabetic complications, likely in about 10 years or so. And this is what the lack of control is going to do to you. He assumed that I was not going to take care of my blood sugars, which looking back, that hurts, man. <laughs> if you're watching this video, that hurt, that cut me deep because that's assuming I am not going to take the lead and take control of my diabetes. Now, uh, I told you guys I was embarrassed when I was first diagnosed, right? And I ultimately tried to find ways to hide my disease. I wanted to hide the fact that I had to test my blood sugar. I wanted to hide the fact that I had to take shots of insulin at mealtime. We'd go out to eat at a restaurant and I would sneak off just before mealtime. I'd go into the bathroom stall, I'd test my blood sugars, I'd give myself insulin, and I'd walk right back out as if nothing had happened. It's a very difficult way to live your life when you need insulin multiple times per day and you have to test your blood sugars all the time. But what did it lead to? Well, eventually it led to me not testing my blood sugars. It was easier for me just to not do it instead of having to hide and test and, and worry about that. So I, I kind of fell into this ignorance is bliss 
kind of lifestyle where I, I thought in my head if I ignored the disease, it would be less of an inconvenience to me. Which obviously, it's not the way you want to do this thing, right? As you likely know, and as I do know, the more you ignore this disease, the louder it gets. In other words, if you're not going to control it, if you're not going to take the time and energy to control your blood sugars, it's going to rear its ugly head in the form of diabetic complications down the road, right? And I think that's what that doctor was trying to tell me, was if you don't take care of it, but I think he also uh, didn't quite understand the impressionable nature <laughs> uh, that, that that situation created right, in me where I was absorbing everything in that moment because it was such a, a life-shifting moment for me and unfortunately he gave me what, as we all know, is incorrect information. So through that period of time, it lasted for probably four, maybe five years where I did not take care of myself, didn't take care of my blood sugars, uh, didn't test them even. And I got to a place finally where, you know, I was working, I actually moved across the country. My mom had called me checking in, say, how are your blood sugars doing? And I kind of paused and said, you know what? I don't know. And she said, what do you mean you don't know? I said, well, I don't know where my blood sugar tester is. And it was kind of a pause. And I was like, Matt, you got to test your blood sugars. I was like, I know, mom, right? But it got me thinking. And of course, a couple days later, I had a long day of work. I was tired. I came back home after the work, sat on the couch, I just kind of pondered for a second. I thought, you know what, I've had type 1 diabetes for maybe about four years this time, four or five years. That doctor guy, when I was first diagnosed, he told me that if I didn't take care of my blood sugars, that around the 10 year marker, I was going to see complications. And you know what, that scared the heck out of me. All of a sudden, it became real. All of a sudden, I'm halfway to diabetic complications. And if I don't shift my life dramatically and start taking control of this disease, I might lose a leg. I might lose my vision. I might lose functionality of my organs. This could get serious fast. And what if I've already caused that damage? All of a sudden, I realized I needed to make a shift today, right? So that was a big shift in my life. But how did I make this big change, right? How did I get back control, accept my diabetes? There's, there's different stages, of course, right? And what I want to convey to you guys is this. You're not going to have a shift from 0% to 100% overnight. It's not going to work that way. But what you can do is build healthy habits up that are going to make small shifts in your life. If all you're doing is taking one baby step every single day, guess what that's called? Progress. You're making progress. You're going to be able to succeed as long as you keep stepping forward every single day. I don't care how small that step is. If you're stepping forward, you are literally moving forward. So it was those small steps that really are what got me to where I am today. The first step was accepting, like, you know what? This is a lifelong thing. I'm not gonna be able to get rid of my type one diabetes, right? So I might as well accept it and start figuring it out. I need to start taking my insulin in time, pre-bolus. I need to start testing my blood sugars so I know how much to pre-bolus and where they're at. And so I devised a plan, right? Called up my girlfriend at the time who Celebration time. She is now my wife. <laughs> but I called her up and I said, hey, um, I, I want to take better control of my blood sugars. And uh, I need your help. Right? And she's like, okay, you know, what can I do? She's the great supportive girlfriend she was. What can I do? We were long distance, so it was a bit more difficult. But I essentially said, look, I, I want you to, if you can remember, I want you to text me once a day with a little reminder of, have you tested your blood sugars today? And guys, that's once a day, 
That was my goal, right? You should be testing more than once a day, but at that point in my life, I was not. I said, can you text me once per day and ask me if I had tested my blood sugar? And guys, little steps lead to bigger steps. Test it once per day. Test it once before every meal. Test it before and after each meal. Test it before and after each meal and make decisions based on it, right? And try to find trends and patterns. And it's just a snowball effect of success. And ultimately, that is how I got to where I am today, where I am controlled of my diabetes. Like, I keep everything in line. Sure, I have messy blood sugars every once in a while, right? But for the most part, I am in, I want to say complete control, but it's not complete. It's still type 1 diabetes. But I'm in very good control. And I am so happy to say that it is now past 10 years. In fact, if you're watching the video, you can see there's a medal right there. That medal signifies a decade with type 1 diabetes, and I have zero complications. I am so happy to be able to tell you that because it was not too late, right? It was four or five years in. I was not taking care of myself, but I changed. I made it a choice in my life. I am going to start taking these small baby steps towards success, towards taking care of my type 1 diabetes, and ultimately that led me to living a healthier, happier life. And, and during that time when I wasn't taking care of myself, guys, there was a lot of mental struggle, right? I dealt with depression. I dealt with, you know, different forms of anxiety and uh, it presented itself in different ways. And th there is this burnout aspect, right? There are different, ultimately, I want you guys to know that the mental health aspect of type 1 diabetes is overlooked more than almost any other aspect, I believe. And I believe it deserves more attention. And it, it, Wounds Canada decided they wanted to interview me and in that interview video we talk about uh, a bit more of the mental health side with the burnout and uh, anxiety and all that kind of stuff, depression that I've dealt with. So at the end of this video, I'll link that up. You can check it out. But within the uh, the mental health aspect of diabetes, there are strategies we can take, right? And I've discovered that the the worse controlled my diabetes is, the worse state my mental health is. The better my diabetes is controlled, the better state my mental health is. You see, as one improves, so does the other. When diabetes is less of a burden because you're taking care of it, your mental health, it's less of a burden as well. It makes it more easy for you to live your life freely. And I'm not saying it's going to apply to every single person ever. We are all unique, right? But for me, as my blood sugars improved, they were less frustrating and I was able to enjoy life more. So I want you guys to understand that whether you're taking massive steps every day, which I doubt you'll be able to do that consistently. It's, it's difficult to do. Or you're taking those baby steps every day, which I was. That is success. That is progress. And I want you to focus on that. So as you guys probably remember, like there were a few things that led to me being a little bit fearful, which kind of led to me having better control, right? Uh, I was worried about heart disease, kidney failure, eye problems. But of course, there are also the DFUs. And I didn't really know about those back then, but now, being brought to my attention, there were a few stats that Wounds Canada even presented to me that I was shocked by. And so I want to share a few of those stats with you, but also give you a message of hope. So don't get too down on yourself just yet, but I want to start with the stats uh, that I believe are important to get the word out about. So the lifetime risk of DFU or diabetic foot ulcer development is 15 to 25% for people living with diabetes. That's kind of insane. 15 to 25%. The annual cost in the U.S is more than $1 billion in rising. That's a lot of money, first of all. <laughs> and people with diabetes are 15 to 20 times more likely to require a lower leg amputation. I think we know where this is going, right? What happens before an amputation, typically? D 
DFU, diabetic foot ulcer, not being taken care of, higher blood sugars than average, leading to infection, causing the amputation to have to take place, right? If we have out of control blood sugars, we are more at risk for all of these things. And that is the key message I want you to take home. That's what led me to taking care of myself. It was that realization that I need to keep this thing under control if I want to live a long, healthy, and happy life, right? And after a lower limb amputation, not only do people suffer the clinical and mental consequences of limb loss, but they also have a five-year mortality rate of 50%. I can't imagine what it would be like to lose my leg, but I can tell you that the fear of losing my leg is in part what led to me taking control of my diabetes. It's very important. And that the mental health aspect of going through something that severe and life-changing, I can understand why that stat reads the way it does. That is, that's a big shift in life that nobody should have to go through. And the thing is, there's a stat right here that I was gonna mention, there's four out of five of those amputations, 80% are estimated to be preventable. How, right? You can't just snap your fingers and say, okay, magic trick over, it's prevented. No, you have to take care of your blood sugars. That's one of the key components here. But let's say you're able to control your blood sugars, you have less likely, uh, you, you are less likely to experience that outcome right? Less likely to get infections, to have diabetic foot ulcers that are leading into amputations even. Controlled blood sugars are the first piece of this puzzle. And I want you to know that that is how you prevent a lot of these things from happening. The more in control your blood sugars are, the better chance you have at avoiding any of these complications in the first place. And the happier, healthier you'll be, you'll feel better, first of all. <laughs> But it, it makes life so much easier when you have that under control and you understand what's causing those fluctuations, right? That's what led into me studying what causes fluctuations in diabetes and ultimately obsessing over it a little bit, right? And that's where my mental health comes back into play. Finding that balance between healthy and happy, not having to focus completely on blood sugars, but also finding a way to live in harmony with your diabetes, not just focused on controlling it, but also you know, being okay with those occasional bad blood sugars, but making sure you get them back down or back up wherever it is to get them into range, right? And that's the important part is finding a way to live healthy and happy. So overall, I wanted to uh, collaborate with Wounds Canada to make this video series and bring light to a subject that uh, is, is dear to my heart with diabetic complications, how we can prevent them in the first place and live happier and healthier lives. So I wanted to go over a few recommendations that they have uh, as far as how we can do our best to prevent these things from even happening, prevent you know, DFU amputations in the first place. So we have our general health, right? I talk about controlling your blood glucose levels. The more in range you can, you can experience, the more time in range you're able to keep your blood sugars at, the better off you will be. Uh, if you smoke, they recommend that you quit. I, I would recommend that as well. <laughs> exercise daily as directed by your healthcare professional. I'm gonna tell you, exercise daily. Like, at least go for a walk, right? Walking is incredible. It burns fat, boosts your energy, your boon, and everything. It's also gonna help control blood sugars quite a bit. Now, caring for your feet. This is where their expertise comes into play. Look for signs of redness or blisters on your feet. This shows your shoe may not fit properly. That's a great thing to look out for. Thankfully, I don't have to deal with that because my shoes do fit properly. Wash your feet. Don't forget to wash your feet, guys. Uh, then dry them well and moisturize. It's a good excuse to get a little foot massage if you got a significant other. Uh, dry, especially in between your toes, do not put cream there, and do not soak your feet. I found that one interesting. Uh, care for calluses and trim toenails regularly. Definitely do that. Sometimes I have to remind myself to do that too. Uh, if you are unable to reach your toes, do not have the feeling in your feet. Uh, have a healthcare professional look after your toenails for you. 
Now again, that's another good excuse to get somebody else to cut your toenails, right? Avoid using over-the-counter treatments unless directed to by a healthcare professional. And lastly guys, we have footwear. I'm going to go over this one. Shake out your shoes before you put them on, especially if you live in the desert because I hear they have scorpions out there and that sounds terrifying. So <laughs> shake out your shoes before you put them on. Wear shoes at all times, indoors and out. That's interesting. I'm barefoot right now, but I can see why shoes would be good for support. So maybe I'll put some shoes on. Uh, buy shoes with closed toes as they protect your feet from injury. I can speak truth to that. I grew up in San Diego, California where flip-flops are completely normal and I have stubbed my toes so many times because I just wear flip-flops all over the place. I've dropped a hammer on my toes. You don't want to be in that position. So closed-toed shoes definitely protects your, your toes quite a bit more. Uh, change your socks every day. Please do that. It's a little bit gross if you don't. So change your socks. <laughs> uh, buy shoes late in the day. Interesting. This is interesting, right? Buy shoes late in the day as feet tend to swell. So if you're going to buy a new pair of shoes, go later in the day because your feet are a little bit swollen, which means your shoes are going to fit better overall. Aha! That's something that I literally never would have thought of. That's very interesting. Have your shoes professionally fitted by a footwear specialist. That sounds cool. That sounds fancy. So find a footwear specialist and get your shoes fitted. Um, so overall, guys, this video was meant to bring attention to Wounds Canada, first of all. I collaborated with them in this video series. They're an incredible organization, and I've gotten to know them a bit better over this time. They have a great website called, I think it's called Diabetes, let me check, Diabetes Healthy Feet and You. They've got a lot of great resources on DFUs. They've brought a lot of stats to my attention that I literally had no idea about, and I want you guys to check them out as well. So go check them out at Wounds Canada or Diabetes Healthy Feet and You. Uh, we got some hashtags for you. If you are going to share this message, please use the hashtags hashtag end amputation and hashtag save the four. Why save the four? Great question. I asked the same question. <laughs> save the four pertains to the four out of five people that could have had preventable DFU amputations. So save the four. Let's get all those people uh, that would have had to go through that. Um, the tools and resources they need to control their blood sugars, make sure they are aware of how to prevent these things because we want them to have the healthiest and happiest lives possible. I think that's it for me today, guys. It totally is. So what we're gonna do is I have linked up the interview. It's probably right there in, on the screen. If it's not, check the description down below. Uh, I want you guys to go do that. Go check that out. They interviewed me. We had a great discussion about DFUs, about my experience learning about all of this and how intriguing it's been. I want you guys to go uh, have a look through their materials and go watch that video as well. So have an amazing day. If you're new to my channel, you should hit that button right there and subscribe. And uh, there's new videos going up every week. It's going to be a ton of fun hanging out with you guys. So have an awesome day and keep up the fight. All right, guys, hopefully you enjoyed that episode. If you couldn't tell by now, that was definitely a YouTube video that we pulled for you guys. So you can get the same info. Uh, stacked full of interesting stats. And as you probably can tell, I didn't know some of those stats either, right? Like, I didn't even know what a DFU was when I started this thing. So hopefully you found some gold nuggets in there to benefit your diabetes management. Now, as I mentioned, that was on our YouTube channel. If you're not already subscribed to our YouTube channel, what are you doing? Get over there. Search FTF Warrior on YouTube. Go subscribe. We got videos going up weekly, sometimes more than one a week. Uh, you can check the show notes as well for that link. Hey guys, have an amazing rest of your day and keep up the fight.